Tunzel Atnai. And I'm Tefera Jemian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Tefer is a little bit sick right now, so I am going to take the bulk of the intro. going to save your throat for you, because I love you. Happy birthday. Thank you. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we begin, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. It's that special time of year again, where 16 foods go head-to-head in intense matchups while we call up special guest judges to help us decide which one gets crowned Food of the Year. Woo! The winner gets bragging rights, a guaranteed spot in next year's tournament, and of course a whole lot of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of our 2023 season. This is Munch Madness. Oh yeah, baby. This is it, folks. This is the first round of Munch Madness 2023. The rules are simple. Every episode we will have two or toward the end of the season, one matchup of two foods voted on by guest judges to determine which moves on to the next round and which is left in the compost heap to rot until next year. In the event of a tie, we throw it to you, the listeners, to vote on social media at NoBadFoodPod and tell us which you think deserves to break that tie. Today's matchups, we've got... The Champions Division starting us off with coffee versus dumplings. How are you feeling about that? Ooh, you know, coffee and dumplings are two of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. I feel like this comes, I feel like this is going to come down to something like the coffee and meatballs discussion last year, Mm -hmm. where, I mean, either it's going to be somebody who really likes dumplings because they're very special, which they are. They're genuinely like a special, delightful food. Sure. But I think a lot of the time people come down to, listen, I have coffee every day to function. (laughs) Which is how coffee got as far as it did last year. It's true. Uh, coffee's always a contender, but dumplings got pretty far too. Yeah. Now, did they ever have a direct matchup last year? They didn't. No. So the seeding works out that the first seed, so last year's champion, uh, is going against the fourth seed, last year's um, other semifinalist who was against the runner-up coffee. And oh, right. So coffee is up against the semifinalist who lost to bread. Right, because it, it was bread versus dumplings. That's it. Last so, year. So dumplings went almost all the way last year. That's it. So coffee's got its work cut out for it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I mean, coffee is just such a favorite. I think this is a really interesting matchup. I think yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. Do you have any gut feelings? My gut feeling uh, is honestly, I could see coffee taking the tournament this year because mm. it was the runner up last year for a reason. Yeah. And I could see people rallying behind it this year. To at least get it out of the initial, like, the first rounds and into the semis. We'll see if it makes it all the way to the finale again, but I could see it getting at least to the semis. I mean, there's also really a psychological component where last year we were saying, like, we were kind of glad that bread won over coffee because that Mm -hmm. feels more wholesome. And then I think 2022 kicked the shit out of all of us. And I could definitely see 2023 being a, nah, just give me, give me the bean juice. We need to take a heel turn this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, our second matchup today is between uh, the write-in division candidates. So these are ones that listeners like you wrote in and requested to be part of the tournament this year. Uh, we've got pasta versus salsa, or pasta versus salsa, depending on... Uh, what is wrong with your soul? Look, I just knew that people would get on my ass about how I pronounced pasta, so I pasta said... Pasta and salsa. Pasta and salsa. Pasta and salsa. Listen. Oh my god, my Massachusetts is going to come out if I keep doing this. Don't show your mass around pasta. here, folks. Pasta. Pastor and Salser. Pastor and Salser. Uh, what Real do you think? No. <laughs> All right. I mean, my my hope here is that Pasta wins it because uh, I work in a pasta shop and I have brand loyalty, but also because I think like. I don't know. Between the two, I could see it going further. Like, I think if Pasta wins this round, it will go far. If Salsa wins this round, it'll maybe lose next round, you know? You know, we've said before that this might be the year of condiments. And I personally think it would be wacky fun if all of the uh, <laughs> if all of the sort of substantial food got kicked out and we had a, like, mustard salsa coffee finale. Like, I, I think that would be funny. I think it would be really funny if we ended up with, like, hot sauce mustard salsa and coffee um oh my god so while i i take your point and i i have a a creeping feeling that you're right oh maybe like olives like i am all for the things that are not really real food on this yeah uh just being in the final brackets so that those guests judges can go like hey what the fuck <laughs> It's true. There is something like I nice, have to like, choose between olives and mustard for what's food of the year. <laughs> you just want one of the little freaky guys to win. <laughs> I want one of the little freaky guys to win always. <laughs> I like that. I I could get behind that as well. I I think we're in a year where, like, look, pasta was our winner of 2021. Yeah. So for me, that tells me like I would like to see it you know get far again this year have a have a chance at a repeat victory i don't know there's something cool but, about that okay but we've had cheese pasta and bread oh that's right it was 2020 that it was the winner it's time for one of the little freaky guys to win you're right look yeah. we can't we can't just do we can't just do like stardew valley products forever <laughs> you know like <laughs> You know, let's have Starfruit win. Speaking of Stardew Valley, you know, well, it's not, it's not in there. It's not a but like, <laughs> You know, let's just, I just, I like the idea. I feel like we're all just a little unhinged sure. this year. And I would really love to see Munch Madness reflect that. We want, we want to put the madness in Munch Madness this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Well, uh, speaking of people who want to put the munch in the mad... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's throw it to our first guest judge. <laughs> So our first guest here on this inaugural episode of Munch Madness 2023 is none other than Billy F., a writer at Urbania whose band Ragers has a new album dropping in May with Sony Records. No big deal. Uh, the first single, Only Sins, No Tragedies, is already available to stream wherever you stream your music, and it's very, very good. And I'm very, very excited to hear the rest of it. And I'm also very excited to have Billy here on the show. Billy, thank you for phoning in to be a guest judge. Thank you so much for having me once again. I love this uh, yearly tradition. It's fun that it's become a tradition. I didn't know at first that we were going to do this like three, four years in a row, but here we are. I know. I mean, we even managed to do it like throughout the whole pandemic and stuff. So uh, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. And uh, you have a birthday coming up in a couple of days at the time of recording and will have had a birthday by the time this comes out. We're in that, that yes. nebulous space here. So happy early birthday and also belated birthday thank you which i guess averages out uh how's it feel 
turning the big three zero. Yeah. It feels uh, it feels good. I mean, to be honest, I'll uh, I'm sure that you know I'll be on soon to talk more about the stuff I ate there. But um, I'm going to Madagascar at the end of the month for yeah. the first time in 25 years. So going home uh so you know very much looking forward to that some people buy a rolex for their 30s i bought a plane ticket back home so that rules. we'll see uh we'll see how that pans out and yeah man just so much stuff going on with the band that i don't even have time to feel old because uh you know i might be 30 i'm still in a boy band and uh, have responsibilities listen most people in boy bands were still in boy bands when they were 30 you're in good company. True. I'm like a <laughs> modern Nick Lachey, unless there is some sort of accusation against him, in which case I'm absolutely not. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's it. You're you're a non-problematic Nick Lachey. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of things that are not problematic, should we get into our first matchup? Let's go. All right. So, Billy, the first matchup I've got you voting on today is uh, from our champions division. These are... Uh, foods that made it to the top four last year and that is coffee versus dumplings who's your pick here and why wow that's a rough one let's go with coffee um just because it seems um indispensable to at least at the very least my everyday life uh i'm on like an average of you know six to seven coffees a day (laughs) uh whereas i'm on an average of of about six to seven dozens of dumplings a year. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, just in terms of numbers, coffee beats it. Those are so hard, too, because they're so vastly different. Dumplings are a world, too. I mean, no culture doesn't have their version of, you know, dumplings in one way or another. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, I feel like every country has, like, their own form of dumplings or have just, like, you know inherited one from from other cultures uh you know i feel like canada has like a great tradition of pierogies yeah uh, which you know are a form of dumpling unless someone wants to fight me about it on the internet i feel like pierogies Um, are valid yeah everything's a dumpling if you want to make it one you know Just like throw that. a bon me and some stock and you got yourself a huge dumpling. You know? Yeah, exactly. If you think about it, tortellini is kind of a dumpling. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Coffee has a flavor profile, though. Let's talk about that because it's sure. always hit or miss. I love coffee crisp, but what I love most about it is that it doesn't actually taste like coffee. But coffee-flavored things can often be, uh, yeah, very hit or miss. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And also coffee in general, now that I think about it. So like I said, I average about like, yeah, six to seven cups a day. Sure. Um, But I do not drink coffees from cafes. Okay. I only drink shitty filter coffee. Okay. Because every time I try to go to a fancy cafe, some fucking fourth wave thing, I end up having a coffee that is so either bitter or acidic that I just like feel like fighting someone and I'm like why are you giving me this like what like this isn't even interesting you know from a mouthfeel perspective I don't feel that energized after it except for like how worked up I got by how acidic that was so yeah people just you know filter coffee it's great yeah you know you're not going to spend enough on having high quality coffee just serve filter coffee and you'll be fine. Yeah, I get that. I I'm a big I'm a big fan of just like a good cup of filtered coffee or like a good shot of espresso. Like I don't need anything fancy, you know. 
Mm-hmm. So you're going coffee. Yeah, I'm going with coffee. All right. Sounds good. I uh, I can vibe with that. It's funny. Last year, coffee was our runner up. So it lost to bread in the finals. And uh, everybody <laughs> yeah, last year okay, was that's like, what I, I feel like, <laughs> and I picked bread, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but I do remember like multiple people being like, I just feel like if coffee wins this thing, it'll say something about where we've come to as a society that <laughs> coffee is our food of the year, right? Um, but I actually, I've, I get it. I would be into coffee winning more over and over again, you know? I, I, I'm here Probably for it. Not over bread. Well, not no. over the body of Christ himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the reason that bread won last year. I think we had a lot of people <laughs> feeling that guilt. Catholic guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our next matchup comes from the write-in division. This is the uh, the division where listeners wrote in nominees that they wanted to see participate in the tournament this year, uh, and that matchup is pasta versus salsa. Oh well, like, uh Define salsa, though. Yeah, so Tefer and I were talking about this, and uh, we think that it's important that it's, like, not just salsa in terms of, like, the word salsa, which is just Spanish and Italian for sauce, right? Because then that makes it a little too broad. Uh, We mean, like, you know, a salsa that you would dip your chips in or, like, put on your nachos or, like, put in a taco, you know? Okay. Like a a salsa salsa. Yeah, but, like, a cold sauce that's, like, optionally chunky and, like, you know... Hmm. like when you hear salsa as a as an english speaking north american the salsa that you picture as opposed to like the technically a salsa bolognese sauce that i sell at my store listen i'm gonna go with people are gonna make so much fun of me because i always hate on pasta because i think it's fairly boring but i'm gonna go with pasta okay uh just because i feel like you might have a bit more variety um and I mean, I love, I do love pasta. I just feel like it's maybe being overhyped these days. Like, I feel like a lot of people, especially our age, who didn't necessarily learn how to cook, are just so in love with Italian cuisine because it's so low effort for them <laughs> that I don't love the glorification of pasta because I'd like people to try other things, like as delicious as mm. a bowl of fresh pasta with fresh pesto can be there's a world to discover out there and this is by no means the pinnacle of food you know what i mean but mm. it does say a lot about our society and about our i guess uh uh social and uh you know financial uh the, the social financial crisis that we find ourselves <laughs> in that people are sort of reverting back to um you know what we in italian call uh, povera, mm-hmm. like poor people food sure you know yeah. like people want to make fresh pasta again people want to make their own dough again and like mm-hmm. all of that i feel participates in the fact that you're like okay well all i really need is like you know flour water maybe an egg or two and you're good to go um which i totally understand and i find it great that you know we're having those sort of uh reflexes like Italian grandmothers did uh, during the war. <laughs> sure, yeah. But, you know, I mean, roast, you know, go roast some vegetables, go try something else. Pasta's sure. fun, but like, try something else. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, so I work at a pasta shop now as an adult and I have come to really love pasta, you know, over the past few years. But definitely like for me growing up, 
fairly poor, it was one of those things that we ate a lot because it was cheap and easy to do. And like my mom made good sauce, but like, you know, it, it, it got boring very fast for me. Right. And it was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is my poverty food. So I totally hear you when it comes to the whole, like, this is having a bit of a resurgence right now because everyone is broke and it's kind of like, do I like this trend? Am I into this trend? Um, as someone who profits directly from this trend, I love it. Um, but I hear you. <laughs> it's it's definitely, you know, it's not the most exciting thing to go. Well, so here's, here's what I'll say about the place where you work. Though. Yeah. Because you work at an institution. Yeah. It's very different, you know, <laughs> sort of in the same way that like, you know, if someone, as much as I want people to eat less meat, if, you know, someone works at a very good butcher shop, like, please go support them. You know, if if someone can talk to you with passion about what they sell, then go. And, you know, the the place where you work is, is very dependable and makes among some of the very best pasta in the city. So, you know, if you're not that good at making pasta yourself, there's also nothing wrong with going to a pasta shop and just getting fresh pasta there. They'll, you know, they have the right equipment and the right know-how and they'll probably, you know, give you one or two recipes that you could stuff in your pocket and try out once you get home. So it's true. Yeah. That's the thing that I, that I've come to love about pasta is that like for me growing up, it was like, okay, it's either tomato sauce or meat sauce. There wasn't really anything super exciting. My mom's sauces were good, but it wasn't like, you know, mind blowing. But, you know, as an adult, I have come to discover that you can make just about anything into a sauce for your pasta. And, uh, Mm -hmm that means the sky's the limit. Like my boss made this sauce a little while ago. That's like an ancient Roman recipe. That's basically just like stewed beef in black peppercorn and red wine and nothing else. And when I tell you that that was one of the best things I've ever had on top of, you know, plain noodles. Yeah. That sounds fire. (laughs) It it was really good. (laughs) I I have to get you some of that. Actually. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can, you know, get a container for you at some point, but yeah, that's like, but that's, I, so, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going back and forth on my decisions a lot. <laughs> but the other good thing about pasta is exactly that. Like, you can, no matter what you have in your fridge, you can whip something up, mm-hmm. add pasta, and you know it's going to be delicious. You yeah. know, it's sort of like a, sort of like French fries, you know, sure. in that sense where, like, just anything with pasta is, like, if you manage to make it not good, you're really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, as uh, as the late great Anthony Bourdain used to say, there's a reason why the tomato pasta is the most expensive thing on the menu at an Italian restaurant. And it's because it's so deceptively simple that you really cannot afford to fuck it up for your client. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Because <laughs> if all you have is tomatoes and pasta, you have absolutely nothing to hide. <laughs> That's it. So it better be excellent tomatoes. It better be excellent pasta, which people like be careful what kind of flour you buy. All right. If you can buy local organic flour, it'll usually be, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 cents more expensive. But, you know, untreated organic flour, there's really just nothing like it. Your the taste of your pasta will, will be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and, and that's it, right? Like the with pasta, it's one of those things where what you put in directly correlates to what comes out. And and that, I think, is what makes it beautiful to me. So I'm excited that you voted for it. Hopefully the other judge also votes for it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So basically you're going for uh, two things that I consume on a daily basis by virtue of working at a pasta shop where I also get free coffee. 
Yeah, it seems like I'm feeling very Italian today. Hey, you know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Billy, thank you so much for phoning in, for participating in Munch Madness this year, for kicking things off for us in uh, what I think is a pretty strong and uh, exciting way. Do you have anything else you want to plug before I let you go? You want to tell people where they can listen to the new record once it comes out and to, of course, the single that has already come out. That's very, very good. I strongly encourage everyone to go follow Ragers on Spotify, Instagram, and everything else. Um, but especially Spotify. That way we can make a bit more sense per play if you if you follow us on Spotify. And uh, yeah, go stream the new stuff. And uh, like I said, hopefully I'll be back talking to you very soon to, to talk about my Madagascar trip. And uh, I'll definitely bring you a bit of food uh, from my home country when I come back. So, Dude, that's so exciting. Oh, man. Cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for this. This was great. Thank you so much for having me again. Wowie, zowie. Kaplow, kabing. Did you see that coming? I did. Yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> oh, I love Billy. Billy, if you're listening back to this, happy birthday happy again. Happy birthday, Billy. And happy birthday, Taffer. Thank you. You guys have the same birthday. We That's have the same fact. birthday. And this year I turned 32 and Billy turned 30. And when I was small, a thing I used to say repeatedly was when I was 32, I had a son named Billy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a son named Billy, but I do have a friend named Billy. Yeah. Who shares my birthday. And I think that's nice. And if Billy ever wanted parents who were like basically his age and like. He could be our son. I would adopt Billy. Sure. Billy could be our adopted grown up son who's basically our age. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Billy. Yeah. And we love you, the listener, for getting to this part of the show, the mid roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. Please don't miss episodes. That would be sad for you and for us. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of March, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. Aren't you glad it's not February anymore? Oh, you said you were, you said you were done with I thought we were done with that. You I said, said you were done. I you said you were going to, to meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the meetings. They were too churchy. Hi, my name's Tom, and I can't stop saying February. <laughs> oh, man. The Depot can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, it's kind of like you're donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There is literally no other way to turn zero into six. So if that math is exciting for you, get your butt over there and do it. Leave a rating and review of the show. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. And speaking of turning numbers into bigger numbers, we're still trying to grow our Patreon to reach our $50 a month goal. Mm -hmm. When we get there, we'll be laundering... Wait. (laughs) (laughs) When we get there, we'll be launching our No Bad Food Recipe Club, where each month we'll post new recipes for you to try out and share with your friends and family. And let me tell you... I just made a damn good brunch today. Mm-hmm. You want my recipes. Mm-hmm. You want my recipes. It's true. Brunch if, was good today. It was real good. If you aren't already a member of our Patreon, please consider joining up at patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod so that you can be a cool kid like Andrew, who you're about to hear next on the show and who's been a patron for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Andrew lives in the Midwestern United States. Do you also live in the Midwestern United States? Consider this a call from death. telling you to also sign Sign up up. and become one of our patrons today. Today, 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 today. 
Our second guest here on Munch Madness is Andrew Henderson, one of the co-hosts of Debate This, a podcast about comic books and video games that asks all of the most important questions that regular comic book and video game podcasts are too cowardly to ask. Andrew, thank you for joining me. Hello, Taffer. It's so it's so lovely to be here in this virtual studio with you. Now, are you ready to weigh in on what is possibly the most important voting event of the year? I will tell you, I don't think I've ever been more ready for anything in singular thing in my entire life. So let's do this. Fantastic. So we are starting off today with the champions division. These are the uh, foods that made it pretty far last year, but did not mm-hmm. ultimately go all the way to the gold. Got Actually, it. I think the one that went all the way to the gold is also in it. So it's all the ones that went, <laughs> you know, pretty far. Yeah. Um, in our champions division today, we are pitting coffee versus dumplings. How do you plead? So my answer to this is... I really, really like dumplings. However, I do not need dumplings to function in normal human society. So my answer is unquestionably coffee. Now, this is very interesting because I remember last year I was uh, talking about coffee versus meatballs with Gab, who is also a big meatball fan. And I remember that ultimately what it came down to was meatballs are great, but I don't eat a meatball every morning. I don't need meatballs to function and live. And that's, unfortunately, that's going to be my answer every time. But Mm -hmm. if you look at this, okay, so let's, if dumplings were also a medicinal quality (laughs) and you evaluated, if you truly evaluated apples to apples, I I think my answer is still coffee. Mm -hmm. And, And the reason for that is I genuinely do enjoy the taste of coffee i drink my coffee black yes i am a big strong man (laughs) um but because i genuinely do like the taste of it Mm -hmm. and and as as, in a corollary to that i can genuinely tell when i have coffee that i do not like i get a lot out of a hot drink and just having Mm -hmm. a hot drink be it caffeine or not um in a way that satisfies me in a way that food doesn't Mm -hmm. if that makes sense i think there's really something with coffee that's come up a lot when we talk about it is that it's not just a beverage it's also like a ritual it's like a societal ritual we all participate in ritual is the perfect term Mm -hmm. and and you can get that with some foods like i would argue that like ramen is a bit of a ritual Mm. um you know or has that like is ritual adjacent for me but but definitely, definitely not to the extent that coffee and other similar hot drinks energize my brain. And like like in, in the way that some people will have like candy or something, just something to like to to get to the 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 mouth version of fidgeting. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that that I think that is the role that coffee plays as in addition to its like normal caffeine purposes. Yeah, I think I also stim with caffeine a little bit. Just like, yeah, this keeps me going. All right, so that is a resounding vote for coffee. Uh, I, I say that as I take a sip of my tea that I need in order to perform I was gonna, <laughs> via microphone. I was going to say I'm going to be impressed if you're drinking coffee 
this late do you drink are you a night coffee drinker or no um i have adhd so i can i have the superpower that i can drink coffee and not which is like low-key like a benefit they don't tell you about having adhd right the first time (laughs) the first time i went on like a prescription stimulant which was this past year i suddenly didn't need as much coffee in the morning Right, right, right. And I was like, oh, this is how my brain is supposed to function and also why I drink roughly a pot of coffee per day yeah. just to <laughs> right, feel exactly. like I can keep up just with to, other just people. To, just to feel something. Um, but that aside, I, I do have the superpower that I can I can down an espresso at 9 o'clock and be fine yeah. or drink a coffee at 4 p.m. and immediately take a nap and it's okay. Yeah. But I I try to, you know, pass along as one of the normals and not do that <laughs> like like a sycophant but i will occasionally for sure this is i've never felt more more understood <laughs> yes good happy to oblige <laughs> well uh now that you have made your vote i can tell you that our last judge billy also voted for coffee uh, which means coffee is moving forward Generally. in the competition. Now for match two, we have the write-in division. So this is the division mm-hmm. where listeners were able to write in and say, you know what, I think this food really deserves a shot in this year's competition. Now, our first competitor in this is pasta. Pasta comes back again. Pasta is a real contender. People love pasta. Yep. Uh, but it's pasta versus salsa. Yeah, I... I really like this matchup and I and I think there is a very I don't know how to say but like a very innate wholesome feeling that people that get that people can give about both mm-hmm. and it's a very like nostalgic like real foods that that you can attach yourself to when you're at a fairly early age right because like who doesn't grow up eating spaghetti and, and all mm-hmm. that and that's like and a, a food a, a meal that can carry you through adulthood yeah um similarly like salsa was like the first was my first like favorite snack like chips and salsa and i honestly probably still is that said i'm gonna say something a little unpopular opinion is i don't love pasta all right um, i and it is something my partner and i both like we will stand we will like heels in the sand here like we are not a pasta family we rarely go to like i probably could count on one hand the number of times per year i'll go to like get italian okay um which in in the midwest is in the midwest america is a weird thing is an objectively (laughs) weird thing it's a it's a weird thing to not go get pasta in the midwest okay Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. um if my co-host matt cole were on here he would be slandering me currently all right Uh, right. is this like an olive garden situation i i guess depending on depending on your proximity um maybe an olive garden maybe a a buco de beppo if you're okay Okay. (laughs) if you're a real fancy suburbanite Mm -hmm. um but but yeah i think that is a pretty like common experience do do you is that not the case so for For me, it's really interesting because my family is Italian. So going out to get Italian to me is insane because you can get it all better at home. Um, Yeah, that's totally fair. So like for me, I like... I don't think I ever would get pasta at a restaurant Mm -hmm. until I started dating Tom and pretty much until Tom started working at an Italian (laughs) place. Like I would just be like, what is the yeah. point which um, I want, i'm curious in their experiences how does that color 
your your combined your family's opinion of pasta today i mean we eat a lot of pasta and some of that yeah. is because i grew up eating a lot of pasta and some of that is because we do not have a lot of money um and children sure. yeah, and eat pasta. and that is <laughs> and, and that's exactly it right and that's why it's the shared experience is because it's cheap and kids will eat it yeah yeah so um for me like i think i don't think about pasta as much as other people do like for me it's just kind of like pasta it's food it's pasta yeah like you eat that that's just like when people talk about like loving pasta or going out to eat pasta I'm just kind of like it's just like the food you it's like going out for cereal yeah. to me it's like this is just something that's you have such a good comparison <laughs> yes it's it's totally like that it is like yeah like going out for cereal or like making a special thing of a sandwich like it's just yeah. it's it is a, a means to an end yeah yeah, I've never I've never heard it put that way, but you're so right, and I think mm -hmm. that's my feelings toward it too. Because um, growing up, my my mother cooked, but like she's not interested in cooking yeah. to the point that I'm not either, right? And like Tom and I have talked about this. Like I I have the exact opposite opinion toward cooking. It is a, it is again it's a means to an end. Mm -hmm. um, my mother was the same way growing up, and we had spaghetti every Monday, right? And it was right. like it's Monday, it's spaghetti, and there's there's just some sort of like just thing and it's like get the ragu the, the the jar of the ragu and the you know whatever the giant eagle pasta giant eagle supermarket uh in, in the appalachians uh but like that's it and it's yeah. just and it, and i like i don't and i'm like i'm good on pasta like i never i don't eat spaghetti ever again in my entire life right. that's, that's kind of where i'm at yeah i mean i have, think i have a different i feel like i just ha do have to set myself apart in case the italians come for me because we have a pretty he healthy mob in montreal um yeah. so i just want to put it out there that i do still eat and enjoy pasta uh sure. it's just very much a like routine home thing and i also had an involuntary full body shudder at the thought of a jar of ragu um, <laughs> right <laughs> But I could, but I totally get it, right? Like, and you grow up and you you're experiencing like a like a more traditional, yeah. like legitimate style. Then yeah, you're totally gonna have like a different. Yeah, like it was homemade marinara every single time. Yeah, like, like which incredible. is a very different experience. All right. So, given that you have a little bit of a a a bias, is it fair to say? Yeah, a version. Yeah, definitely, definitely swinging in one direction. So um, we've talked a lot about pasta, but tell me, apart from it being just your favorite snack, mm -hmm. like, like, what is your salsa experience? What is your ideal salsa experience? So you talk about rituals. It's similarly to the coffee ritual, there is a ritual of, like, going to the shitty Mexican restaurant and getting the big bowl of chips and getting the, you know, the, the, the barrel of... <laughs> Of, of garden salsa and and just like gorging yourself mm -hmm. on salty good tortilla chips so i guess the question is do you evaluate salsa with the chips or no is this this is a question for me this is I, not a rhetorical I, question i think it's i think it's both i think it's a question to you yeah what do you think what do you so think so i we we in our first episode like clarified when we talk about salsa we're not doing any bullshit of like salsa just means sauce we are talking about i think yeah. i said something you would put on tacos but like okay. something you would okay. put on i mean i grew up eating again like poor and a lot of kids we would have like mm -hmm. oven nachos you know with like oh totally layer of tortilla yeah. chips jarred salsa we call those cheese. haystacks down here okay i love <laughs> having the midwestern perspective i have yes. so little midwestern perspective oh. um I, we could we could go on for hours uh well, we'll put some fritos to... on there you got yourself a haystack friend. oh my goodness 
We'll have to we'll have to have a separate conversation about this because me I'm like I'm like Boston and Canada. I have no okay. frame of reference here. Yeah, I think. Well, I I actually I would argue so like I'm and I'm coming from like Southwest Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. so that's like borderline Appalachian. Yeah, I think I think that Venn diagram between us and Boston is bigger than you might think. Probably, I have a feeling. Probably, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So if you evaluate it with chips, I yeah. think there's the ritual of like the the eating the chips but let's take that let's take that out of the equation for just mm-hmm. a minute salsa in itself like i like spicy foods and i like flavor flavorful things and um salsa is kind of for me the perfect condiment it is yeah. the thing that like regardless if it's tacos or just eating by itself with chips or like putting on eggs or some other if i see a dish that's like it's got some sort of salsa on it I'm in. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the, it's kind of the perfect condiment because it's all of the things that I like, which is I like vinegary flavors. I like pickly flavors. I like really strong, um, really strong, like umami flavors. Mm-hmm. And so it's got it all, man. It's got it all. And it's spicy. It's the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't talk enough about umami and tomatoes mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like tomatoes really, really have umami. And like yeah. you get that in the salsa and it's yeah. and it's so nice. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, chips and salsa. Definitely. I grew up in small town, Ontario. Like that was the salsa we had access to. But then living in Boston for a while, I had access to really good Mexican food. And it remains just like one of my absolute favorites. And for me, I think at this point in my life, I equate salsa with like fresh pico de gallo. Um, yeah. Which I make like all summer long. Like I grow it's tomatoes. And on my balcony so that I can make it. Um, and one year I had like tomatoes and hot peppers on my balcony. So I was just like, oh, it was so nice. Um, it's, it's just like it's 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 ceviche without yeah. the without the raw fish. Like it's just I don't the, love fish. So it's perfect. There for you me. Go, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even better. Um, so for me, there's really, yeah, it's the element, like you said, of like acid and freshness and mm-hmm. just cutting through something, which is uh, Samin Nasrat in Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. She's uh, of of Persian background, and she talks about mm-hmm. the first time that she had Thanksgiving dinner with cranberry sauce. And she was like, suddenly I understood Thanksgiving dinner because there was a component of acid to yeah, like so break fun. everything yeah. up. And yeah, yeah. that's like how I see salsa. It's the component of acid, like... I don't want to eat just melted cheese on chips. I want yeah. to have something zingy to like punch it up. Yeah. It, it, in, in a similar way that salt makes everything taste like it should, mm-hmm. you know, salsa, I think salsa can do that for like even like a burger or eggs or something that's like a heavy protein that doesn't really have a lot of taste. Mm-hmm. It can definitely bring that out for sure. Absolutely. Or like, yeah, you have tacos. If you're just having like little tortillas and like some sliced up steak, all you need with that is a little yeah. is a little salsa, and you've got a beautiful, beautiful dish. It takes it from like sad to delicious. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then you know when you're broke, right? It's yeah. like get a little cheese, get a little, put a little salsa on a tortilla. It's dinner, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of that lately. <gasps> Subscribe to our Patreon, people. <laughs> um, all right, so I think I can guess, but let's make this official between pasta yeah. and salsa. How do you vote, Andrew? Salsa all the way down. Salsa all the way. So in an exciting move, Billy voted for pasta. So folks, we've got a tie and this is going to go to the audience. I hope you've listened to these 
persuasive arguments and you will take uh, the, the importance of acid into account when you make your vote. Um, I'm not supposed to sway the pollers but like i i would argue that that you are not swaying and those are just subjective comments subjective observations suggest subjective (laughs) observations there's comfort carbs but then there's the thing that just brings you a little joy in every bite i am not sponsored by tostitos i mean you very well could be that was that was bad quality right there (laughs) Um, I'm a copywriter. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. Before I let you go, do you have anything to plug? Yeah. And thanks for having me on. It's always always a pleasure to to join up with uh, No Bad Food. So yes, I co-host the podcast Debate This. Um, As mentioned earlier, we are a comedy show that focuses on video games and comics. Our whole thing is we bring some sort of wacky hype hypothetical question to the table and the other hosts will answer it uh, you can find us wherever you get podcasts um, we also have a pa- just like everybody else we've got a patreon we've got another show avenge this where we look at marvel stuff um and we we stream on switch sometimes at twitch.tv slash debate this cast do all the things so yeah check us out uh it's an extremely fun show can attest uh that you thank- should check it out thank you so much wowzer bowser <laughs> Bowser is a nice guy. He just has a lot of stress. Oh, God. Andrew has a video game podcast, so I feel like that actually is a pretty good segue here. Uh, we were playing Mario Party or yeah, Mario Kart. we were playing Mario Party. And, uh, and our nine-year-old, just apropos of nothing, really, said, Bowser's a nice guy. He just has a lot of stress. He's <laughs> just not wrong. You know, he always helps out the little guy. He always helps out the guy who's behind. It's He's true. like, get real, steal from the rich and give to the poor. Uh, yeah. Much like the possible upset. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that's it between salsa and pasta. I feel like that's a Robin Hood moment. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't know. Are either of these foods that belong to the rich really pasta and salsa? I'm just talking about like the one percent of like, people who would vote for salsa look, over pasta. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying this could be this could be. This could be history making. This could be groundbreaking. This could be booty shaking. Yeah, this could be eggs and bacon. No, salsa and pasta. Well, yeah, fair enough. Read the show notes, <sighs> Listen, Tom. Listen, huevos rancheros and carbonara, baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. Eggs I know what I vote there. I vote yeah. huevos rancheros and. Oh, man. Day. I gotta say, I'm still team pasta. But I it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter. It doesn't at all matter what, we, what think. we think. It matters what you, the listeners, think. We are irrelevant. We're just here to guide you through this audio journey toward food supremacy. Speak for yourself. I'm not irrelevant. We'll let the people decide that. <laughs> so, folks, head to social media and vote on a poll that tells us whether or not Teffer is relevant, uh, and also vote on a poll that uh, decides whether pasta or salsa makes it to the next round. Now, if whichever one makes it to the next round, what are they up against? Ooh, that is a good question. I don't know. All right. Oh, right, because we have to do the next. It's the first uh, round. We have to do the next round. <laughs> I can do that. This is why I don't like gamble or like follow sports. <laughs> you were just saying earlier that you should start gambling. <sighs> if gambling looks like that mini game on Mario Party where you pick a card, then yes. Sure. If gambling looks like anything where you have to like think critically without panicking, then no. Okay, so you're like a pure luck gambler. As I'm a pure like a, luck gambler. Right. I am lucky, but I am not smart. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, they say that the smartest people are the ones who know when to count their luck and go home. 
So let's count our let's life. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> wrap up the show. Exactly. Uh, so that's it, folks. You know, coffee just won by a unanimous vote to nobody's surprise. Bye bye, dumplings. Uh, and we'll be going on to the next round. Uh, and we need you to vote between pasta and salsa. Get on social media. We got a poll on Instagram and we got a poll on Twitter. Go vote on them. Uh, make your opinion known. And we will announce which one wins at the top of next week's show so that you'll know who goes forward the only other thing before we get to the end of the show is that we gotta tell you about next episode next week's matchups are you excited i'm so excited so next week on the show our two matchups are hot sauce versus beef from the people's choice division (laughs) i know i know what do you think hot sauce versus beef I mean, you know me, little freaky guys all the way. So hot sauce for you? Let's see hot sauce. I just want, I just want condiments this year. <laughs> I would like to see beef go somewhere just because I'm really feeling the animal proteins this year. I would like a meat to win because no meat has gotten far ever. Meat, meat winning just feels very like, that feels very like wanting the big guy to win. That feels very capitalist. You're being a capitalist. The thing is, sometimes I do want the big guy to win. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. I just, I, every once in a while, like not in a capitalist way, obviously, but in a, like, in a, it would be a satisfying narrative for like beef to make it to the semifinals uh-huh. or to the final even, and then be runner up to somebody who seems like an underdog. In oh my God. What if it was olives and beef and olives? olives and beef. That's like buffando right there. I'd be fine Which, with I mean, it. you know what? The olives are kind of what make it buffando anyway. All right, our other matchup in next week's episode, this is the uh, host choice division, uh, is mustard versus berries. Oh, you know, I said I wanted mustard to go all the way, but I don't want I don't want Tom to beat me. This next round, guys, <laughs> this next round, guys, the, the host's choice is actually the most important round because it's where you demonstrate to us who you like better. It's true. And I want any potential judges to think real hard about that, um, about who you want to vote for, because I make really good brunch. Yeah, but I make a damn good sandwich. I'm really cute. I'm really also cute (laughs) anyway decide who you like more Mm -hmm. that's it do you like my dulcet tones or tevers dulcet tones do i have dulcet tones no i have strident tones well today (laughs) listen listen Listen. everyone's a wee bit under the weather it was just my birthday i'm just saying so vote for Uh, berries vote for berries a vote for berries is a vote for love look honestly I said it last time, too. I like your picks. I don't mind if you beat me in the host's choice division. Okay, well, now you're making it not fun. <laughs> well, okay, fine. If if you beat me, I'll be so mad. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about mustard and berries, which I've got to say is repulsive. Huh. I do not like it. Yeah, I don't know if a fruity mustard would be particularly good. Like, I like a grainy old-fashioned mustard with, like, apples or something, but mm. I don't think berries. Berries are acidic. Mustard is acidic. They're too, like... I guess apples are also acidic. But, is you know. there is there a berry that would be nice in a salad that also has like a Dijon base as the dressing? Strawberries. Okay, so they can work in harmony. Maybe. Oh, and there's like raspberry, mustard, vinaigrette or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I want to stop talking about this. Yeah. It's making me sad. They can work in harmony, but not on Munch Badness, where they must fight to the death. Cage and match. must be destroyed. Okay, who wins in a cage match? Mustard versus berries. Oh, God. I think it'd be... Keep in mind, it's plural berries. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Are we talk- Is it a jar of mustard versus an unlimited amount of berries? I'm thinking of it as like a wave of mustard versus okay. a like... Wave of berries? Bouncing conglomeration of berries. Whoa. 
That's the thing is, I think they would just like slump into each other and create a mess for the janitor to deal with. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe it'll be a tie. If you think about it, we're kind of the janitors of this show, oh constantly cleaning up our own berry mustard messes. And speaking of cleaning up our messes, <laughs> let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Bad Foods Munch Madness 2023. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Tefferbear and at Tonsalatnight. Remember, you gotta vote between pasta and salsa before the end of the week so that we can tell you who wins next week. If you're invested in that matchup, vote for it. If you're not invested, still vote for it and retweet it so other people will vote for it too. We need the votes and the social media engagement. Yeah. Woo. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate. Ooh, baby. Help us reach our $50 a month goal so that we can launch the No Bad Food Recipe Club on our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, and Carol Ann. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to be a guest on an episode of Munch Madness. You can judge. Judge like Andrew. (laughs) So judgy. He's so judgy. Classic Andrew, the judgiest person in the Midwest. There's also other perks, obviously, like the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, to get your cheese lines read by me, and all sorts of other stuff. So if that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to make it happen. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at Podcavern. Podcavern. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this with a friend, maybe a friend who has opinions about food so that you can direct them to then vote on our Instagram poll and give us engagement. Yeah, exactly. Our theme music is by Zach Rager's new single only, Sins No Tragedies Available Now Wherever Fine Music is Streamed, Ingles. And our cover art is by David. Come meet us behind the swing sets, Nerds Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show is produced by Tom Zalatnai and Tevera Jemina and edited by Tom Zalatnai as part of the Podgaver Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podgaver.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. See you next week. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Arcane Ninja RPG tells a story about ninjas and magic by mixing improv and role-playing. Meet our fledgling ninja and fall for them as they take their graduation exam and stumble upon unknown magic that will send them in an epic adventure. Root for them as the dice dictate just how successfully they face the threatening challenges that lay ahead. Binge on published episodes at the Pot Cavern Network or your podcast station of choice. Tune in every other Tuesday for your bi-weekly fix of Arcane Ninja RPG. Thanks for listening. <laughs>